Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 212. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go! Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today, as always, is my sexy ranch hand co-host Calder Ness. What's going on, man? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Let's get rowdy because we actually have a listener guest joining us this week on the podcast, and that is none other than. The uh, Power Pack man himself, uh, Chris Curse. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. What's wrong with the Power Pack? They're fantastic. Nothing's wrong with them. I yeah, just I don't think the Power Pack hate, bro. No, it's just funny because no one likes them except for you. <laughs> too, too many kids. Too many kids in my world. Too, too many. All right. Well, we actually have a very packed show for you guys. That's powerful packed. I know, right? This week we are going to do... Some casual comparisons. We are going to do some bad Samaritan. And we have got so much community, it's actually a bit crazy. So, uh, let's so start So if you off... wanted previews of Hard Act Batman, that's too dang bad. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Hard Act Sorry. Batman. Yeah. We'll probably talk about that next week. <laughs> oh, or the Killer Croc Batman. Who knows? Whatever you want to do. Yeah, but let's start off with an interview that we like to do. Uh, to introduce you guys out there to another one of the listeners, another one of the community that has been so gracious and been there for a really long time, answering questions on Community Tuesday question, uh, as well as likes and retweets and all the kinds of good stuff. So let's just get into that, starting with uh, this question for you, Chris. You ready? Yeah. Okay, let's start with how did you get into the game of Heroclix and when? So I, I originally bought uh, way back Infinity Challenge. I bought the original stuff um, just because I've always been a comic book fan. Um, and as a Magic player, I was sitting around comic stores and I seen it. So I was like, hey, that looks cool. Um, but then I didn't really start getting into playing clicks a lot until the first Turtle set, believe it or not. Wait, so, huh. so you had the stuff, but you weren't really playing with it? Like casual games, like kitchen table kind of brotherhood versus the x-men kind of stuff um but instead of like actually building teams and going to the shop and stuff like that until uh the turtle set came out okay okay so uh by the way that is the way that i love to play hero clicks is just at home when it's nice and casual and hanging out with your uh friends so have you spent a lot of time going to like roy regular shops around since then yeah, I try to I try to go every Sunday. We have a we have a little group that plays, and most of the time it's pretty cool, um, pretty welcoming mostly. Okay, well we are going to jump back and forth on questions. So Calder, how about you? What are some of your favorite pieces or combos of Heroclix figures that you like to use? I'm a big fan of sculpts. So like that one question where we talked about sculpts. Um, I just recently got the Red Lantern slash Black Lantern Harley. Um, I like the zombie pieces because they look cool. So a lot of it is what looks cool to me or like Wrecker and the Wrecking Crew because I like bad guys. Some of the pieces I just have to get because I like the characters. That is actually a fantastic segue. I was going to segue this, but you, you did it so perfectly. So you told me a story 
about a particular zombie chase. Why don't you run us through that story? So I was sitting there and cool stuff because I use cool stuff all the time. I'm glad they're a sponsor of yours. Um, and too. they had <laughs> they had a sale, not this recent one, but they had a sale uh, for zombies. And I was like, oh, zombie super scroll. That's awesome. I want zombie super scroll. And I showed my wife how much it was on eBay versus how much it was on cool stuff. Put it in the cart. Show her the comparison. I go to click and it was gone. But I noticed after like a week or two that somebody on the cast was talking about how they bought a zombie super scroll out from underneath me. <laughs> oh my god! So, so Kyle, I know where Kyle I know whose house that zombie super scroll is at. Connor's <laughs> <is> a thief. <laughs> That's super funny. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, wow! You just made me feel terrible. And I'm, I'm like driving in my truck, and I listen to that. I'm listening to that cast on my way to work, and I'm like, "That dude is the one that stole it. I know who did it." <laughs> so I think that we've all kind of been there. If you've ever put a cart together and then let it sit for more than like a day or something, you'll come back and it'll be, "Oh, this figure's gone" or something like that. We've all had that happen to us at one point. But have you ever actually gotten to confront the person that stole it out from under you? <laughs> This was like, but this was like five minutes. It wasn't like put it in the cart, wait a minute. I mean, it was like five minutes. It was like, boom, we were on like the same planet wavelength kind of thing. Oh my that... goodness! Now, 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 Calder, I, I'll make you feel better. I got Zombie Super Scroll this week for fifteen dollars plus shipping. If that oh, makes that's you feel actually that's amazing. That's a much better deal. That's yes. awesome. Uh, wow, I know what it's like for that to happen. Like, I just. Sold a bunch of stuff on PayPal. So like, all right, now I finally have fifty dollars. I'm gonna go buy an Iceman ID card. Iceman's gone. I did all the work. Nothing. Kind of hurts. And now I'm one of those people. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> well, I'm really it glad that worked, you did. It all actually, worked out. You ended up getting it in the long run. So uh, uh, hopefully, one of these days, Calder, you'll actually get your Iceman ID card. But oh, I mean, I have one now, right? Blackbird saved the day. Woo. So fine. <laughs> All right, so back to what we were asking, Chris. Uh, typically, are you now more of a meta or still pretty much a casual player? I am almost exclusively play theme teams. So I've got the Android app on my phone for HC Manager, and I basically, like, I'll pick a figure, then I'll just start going keywords, and then it's, it's almost exclusively theme teams all the time. That's a way to play, man. That's the way. That's... <laughs> Let me tell you about the theme team that Calder and oh, I got to, I got to play against Calder not too long ago. It's called GCPD. It's amazing. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> if you don't know, the GCPD ATA um, lets you move all your people four squares. It's like four squares sidestep at the beginning of your turn as long as they don't have action tokens. It's fantastic. It gives movement all over the place. <laughs> it's busted. It's awesome. It's amazing. But, uh, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you there. Back to you, Calder. Oh, terrible. Take a lap. What is your favorite format to play in HeroClix? Um, we play like a like normally it's like 400 Silver Age, but it's kind of a weird hybrid. We don't have ID cards. We don't have entities. We don't have vehicles. Mostly no colossal retaliation. So it's basically just the figures on the on the map. Um, no equipment mm. normally. I mean, sometimes you kind of want to play your colossals and stuff like that. Just because you, you you paid the money for them, so you want to use yeah. them. But um, for the most part, it's a pretty it's a pretty laid back kind of you know kind of groove. Gotcha. 
so you are from the great state of Kansas, I believe. What, it's a state. I don't know if it's great. It's Ooh. there. It, it's what, <laughs> hey, I'm in Indiana. Calder's in South Dakota. We're all flyover states, man. It's 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 true. But anyway, uh, what is the venue that you play at regularly? Shout them out. Wizards Asylum, a guy named Jeremy runs it. Um, he does a pretty good job of trying to make sure that we've got different scenarios and stuff like that. So, uh, But Wizards Asylum in South Wichita is where we go. Right on. Well, you know what your homework is? To spread the good word that's Dial H in, in Kansas, in the whole state, actually. You need to start knocking on doors, man. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door. Uh, excuse me, have you heard the good word of Dial H? <laughs> I, I bear witness to this common Iron Man. You please play this figure with us. Like, Get away from us. We'd actually, we'd probably rather talk to Mormons than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since uh, you guys out there in podcast land have gotten a chance to know Chris, we are going to move on to a segment known as casual comparison. Keep your distance, though, Chewie. But don't look like you're trying to keep your distance. I don't know. Fly casual. Casual Comparisons is a segment on the podcast where we allow the guests on our podcast to choose a character. Uh, Chris has chosen the character of the Wasp, which is Janet Van Dyne version. What we have done is chosen, each one of us has chosen a clickst version of Janet Van Dyne, all within the same universe. This is going to be 616 Janet Van Dyne, and we are going to compare Three of the figures. We're going to vote at the end of it as to what is uh, our favorite version of the Wasp, which one's uh, more character accurate, what is our favorite um, in-comic-book universe version of that, and how it is translated into the game of Heroclix. So, Calder, would you like to start us off with your choice? Tell us what it is. I would absolutely love to start us, start us off. Excuse me. So for 40 points, the Avengers team ability, this Wasp, Five range, double bolts, flight, like a wash attack. She's got little wings, you know, why would I go low? I've got wings. She's tiny-sized. She's got the trait. Time for a costume change. This one's from ADW. Give Wasp free action if she began your turn on the map. Replace her with another character with this trait on the same click number. So her dial kind of looks like she has a six running shot, a ten attack with in-cap, 19 defense with super senses, and one damage. She's just a simple little double bolt in-capper. She's annoying. She's hard to hit. She just kind of fits, like, the feel of the Wasp, the, the Wasp I'm used to. Now, obviously, you can change her into the 023 version, who has sidestep, some penetrating psychic blast. She has ESD with an 18 defense, only one bolt this time. And this is the more Avengers leader-style Wasp, that she has leadership as if she were 100 points. And when she does succeed, add two actions to your action total instead of one, so you can actually really bump up that action total with this Wasp. But... Although you can shift into that one, this boss for me just kind of fits the whole build, the normal one, because, you know, she's pew-pew just pinging you. She doesn't really hurt you too bad. They just kind of sting. Just really annoying, super annoying. She's hard to hit. That's that's the Wasp to me. Okay. All right, let's kick it over to Chris. Which figure did you choose? I went with the Civil War 008 Wasp. Because she's got the uh, Avengers keyword, Lady Liberty, Liberators, I guess you could use that some. I have used her on pro registration with some Iron Man action. Um, but she's got uh, improved movement, uh, ignores characters, and a trait that says, uh, can you shape chains? And when she does, 
and the result is six. After action is resolved, you may place her adjacent to any characters within six squares. Um, she's also got sidestep, super senses, uh, running, uh, sorry, range combat expert, 18 defense, and she's tiny, so she's hard to hit. Uh, since she re- ignores characters when you put her in adjacent, she can sidestep away and still shoot people with the range combat expert. So, so you ha- actually have gotten the chance to play this wasp. Did you ever get that to trigger the shape change on the six? I have not because uh, she's kind of squishy, honestly. And and to be honest, this was one of the pieces when I actually started playing at shops that I really wanted because it had the red base and I thought it was cool. Um, because of that that uh, organized play event, I thought the red bases were just hot. Oh, they were sweet. I really liked those. And they uh, were. I really loved the blue bases we got. Those were black. Don't Look. lie to people. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually were blue, but you had to really look. I feel like there was probably a screw up at the factory. They did not mean to make it that dark blue. It, it had to be, but I mean, it was a great idea if it would have just been a little bit, little bit lighter. Yeah. Right. Sure. Okay, all right. Well, I am going to talk about mine. Um, This is a figure that is actually very near and dear to my heart. I've used it a lot, and that's going to be the Wasp from uh, Chaos Chaos War, number 30. 77 points, 6 range, double bolt. She's got flight, duh, and tiny size, duh. Running shot, 9 speed with 10 attack with a special attack power called Bioelectric Blasts. Wasp can use incapacitate. If she uses it and hits... Deal the target one penetrating damage after actions resolve. It's so good. It's so good. And then uh, 17 defense with super senses, three damage, top dial with uh, leadership. So the reason why I like this wasp so much is just because uh, I have used it a lot. The bioelectric blasts, it, it works. It really, really works. To double in cap people. Um, you're going to keep her moving. She's going to be 18 defense from range, and you're in-capping people at the same time you're doing pin uh, damage. It's fantastic. So I love this. But what we're going to do now is going to we're going to vote on the one we chose, and then why don't we go through why we chose that as our definitive version of the Wasp character in Heroclix form. Calder, would you like to start us off? All right, so a little bit of a disclaimer for everybody. I know someone at home is like, where's my heart of the Avengers? So I think we can all agree that Wasp to us is a Wasp, like, you know, small. Like, that's when we think of Wasp the most. So if anybody's like, why aren't you blah, 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 that's probably why I can speak for myself in saying, like, yes, she's really good, but she doesn't embody what I think the Wasp should be. Um, uh, but with that in mind, it's really hard, because I'm, like, super biased. Like, when I saw the Wasp in comics first, it was in the encyclopedia, and it showed all their different costumes, so I really want to vote for myself like a jerk. But um, I'm actually really crazy about in-cap pieces, and my favorite in-cap pieces uh, have video one pen after actions resolve, like my man Black Lightning and a few others. So I'm actually going to go for Chris's pick on this one. There's two Chris on this podcast right now. Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm going to go with Chris for the K's pick. Okay. <laughs> the, right, real, so, the, the real Chris, not the imposter. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the only time I ever succeeded on the shape change is this podcast right now. But um, Okay, all right. I, I'm going to give the swing vote, if there is to be one this week, to you, Mr. Kurtz. So I'm going to go with mine real quick, say what my vote is, and then uh, you may get to decide. So I do love – I do love – the one that I chose, because it was near dear to my heart. This one that I used a lot, 
but I am actually going to vote for the combo ADW Wasp, and wow. here's why. Um, 40 points, so you're already saving 37 points, if my math is correct there. So that's good, but that's not why we're doing this. Um, the Wasp has always been in the comic books kind of an annoyance character as far as her offensive capabilities go, which that is embodied by her in-cap pin damage as far as the figure goes, which I do want to throw this out there. That figure has actually won in a Hidden Gems segment before, uh, back when Hunter and the original group were doing this podcast. So uh, she has already gotten some time to shine. I felt more justified in picking the ADW. Um, it is a bit of a cheat because, I mean, you get two figures for the price of one with any of your shifting focuses, or in this case, time for a costume change. I don't know why they decided to name it something different. Because it's more fitting. Come on, Chris. It's it's more fitting. Did you plan on doing hey. Hey. <laughs> I mean, We're getting so much better at puns in this. Or worse. It's arguably worse. Um, so huh. she does do what I what the other one does. Not as well. She does have the end cap, but she can also switch over to penetrating damage if she wants to. Also, her dam or her defense goes up, so instead of an 18 from range, she's she's really tiny. She, I mean, arguably way more tiny than such characters like the black cat that is tiny, right? So she should be even more difficult to hit than characters like that. So you have, an, what, the one with pin psi has... 20 defense, 21 from range, which is amazingly dumb. And the other one is 20 from range. So that's awesome. Uh, and then just she does go back to uh, another important part about the Wasp is if you did not know this in the comic books, Janet Van Dyne did become the uh, chairperson of the Avengers for a while, which is why they give her figure leadership sometimes. I like that version of the Wasp when she really became her own character and got out from under the shadow, kind of, of Hank Pym, and got away from him, and she's like, I'm, I'm my own person, and she really became a very solid character in the comics. And this one still has that leadership ability. So natural leader with the crazy leadership, not just regular leadership, I'm going to throw my vote for the ADW one. So that leaves it to me. I am going to be a swing vote. Um, and... and I didn't realize this, but with the movie just coming out, this is a great time to talk about the Wasp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with uh, the ADW Wasp as well, and here's my reasoning is the end cap with penetrating is great, but if you just end cap, then you can't be colossal retaliated, so maybe that would be a difference. So, Hmm. And you get like two dials for the price of one, so I think I'm going to go with the ADW Wasp. Okay. Well, we got something for that. It is decided. You it is decided. I just love the Wasp as a character. Um, if you are playing Marvel Strike Force, like I am, they just released uh, Ant-Man this week, and I believe in the next couple weeks they're going to be releasing the Wasp. Now, uh, to it should be said that the Wasp from the movie that's coming out, um, that that's uh, Hope Van Dyne. That is not Janet, so those are two different people, but uh, she's in the movie as well. Janet Van Dyne is. And I'm hey, don't be sure spoiling she... nothing, Chris. Yeah, she, gosh. She's in the trailer or some crap like that. There's pictures of her. Everybody knows this at this point. You can't spoil if he hasn't seen it yet, technically, I don't think. I don't know what he does in his free time. 
No, I like – actually, that's some solid logic right there, Chris. I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it is decided. Our official Dial H for Hero Clicks casual comparison Wasp is going to be the dual combo of the ADW Wasp 005 and 23. So go pick those up. I highly believe that those are probably going to be less than a dollar apiece. And they're pretty good, especially for your Avengers Key uh, theme teams. For those of you yeah. who want to play the theme. Joke's on you. This is actually a value corner. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Cool Stuff has them right now. Though. Wait, they have the five. They don't have 23. Five is arguably the better one. But if you want, like, a ton of actions, 23 is great. They're both really good. Yeah. But, like, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment. It's actually a fan favorite segment. It's been, we haven't been able to do it for a while because we've had so much crazy stuff going on with origins and whatnot, but let's do a little thing we like to call Bad Samaritan. Okay, so Bad Samaritan is a segment where this is going to get a little bit convoluted, so stick with us here if this is the first time logging into uh, Dial H for Heroclix. I have chosen three modern age figures. They're sitting in front of me. And Calder has a random number generator sitting in front of him. I have a list of clues, 1 through 20. Calder's going to give me a number. I'm going to give him the associated clue with that number. And both Chris and Calder are going to have an opportunity to make a guess, see if they get it right on what that figure is that round. If they get it wrong, we'll move on to the next round and then the next round. So there are three rounds per character. At the end of the three rounds, if... They got it. They will get a point individually, and if I got it, then I will get a point. So whoever wins, wins. Calder, you want to hit me All with right. our first number? Clickety clack. Broke my mama's back. The first number is 11. So 11 is going to be name of trait. Dang it. Okay, this is not a good one for me. Not to, not to start off on, but name of trait is going to be Space Gym Chooses Its Bearer. Ooh. Terrible. So it's Avengers Infinity. Yeah. Uh, this should be uh, pretty easy to figure out. I'm going to go with Gamora for my first guess. Okay. I, I'm going to go with a magazine and go Maxim. Mag- <laughs> Maxim? Okay. So, man, that was such a, oh, that was such a bad trait or bad uh, clue for you guys to get on the first one because that really narrowed it down from my end. But uh, this round... Probably only this round. Survey says that is a wrong answer. Ooh. So we are going to move on to clue number two. Calder, give me a number. All right. Number 16. Number 16 is opening damage power. It is going to be exploit weakness. It's Drax. <laughs> so, <laughs> so matter of factly, it's Drax, man. <laughs> Okay, so locked in with Drax for Calder. Chris, would you like to take a guess? Uh, help me out, Calder. Did did all the Guardians have this trade, or was it the uh, like, it Infinity was only Watchcats? The Infinity Watchcats. So actually, another one that had exploit weakness was Pip the Troll, if you want to go with him. He had stealth, exploit weakness, and then Super Senses top dial, I believe. Pimp the Troll it is. Pimp, uh, Pimp the Troll. <laughs> Pimp the Troll? All right. Troll. All right, survey says... But which one of you is right? Plot twist. I'm, I'm, 
It's Cal- not Calder. Ah. <laughs> oh. Well, it is if he gave me the answer, I guess. <laughs> ah, no, process eliminate. You would have gotten it eventually. You would, yeah. have, you would have gotten it. All right, so the first point is going to go to Mr. Kurtz. All right, let's move on to the second figure. Calder, hit me with a number. Number 14. 14 is opening attack power. Starting off better this round for me. It's going to be blank. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I know. All right. (sighs) By the way, we do encourage you to pause the podcast and think about what you might think the answer is. Press play, see if you're right, and hopefully you beat Calder. Hopefully you knew that it was Pimp the Troll before Calder did. (laughs) They might have. I mean, it's like six characters, you can guess. I mean, yeah, it's solid. Pause the podcast, think about your life, think about what you're doing for a bit. What's it, what's it all mean, 42? I don't know. I'm going to go with Big Tony for my guest, though. All right, locked in for Big Tony. Chris, what about you? I'm going to go with the Hulk. The Hulk, locked in. By the way, it is a rule on this podcast for this game that if you say the name of a character like Hulk, it will cover all figures that are modern with that name. But this round... We have. It is neither one of those characters, so we're going to move on to clue number two. Calder. Clue number two is number two. Number two. Point value. 15 points. Well, Big Tony was actually a pretty good guess then, huh? All right. 15 points. And Ninja? Uh, or no, no, not hand ninja. I'm sorry, like foot ninja. Foot foot ninja. So teenage mutant ninja turtles, not uh. Marvel. What, what was the most recent set that there were hand ninjas in? Uh, Deadpool X Force. Dead, was it Deadpool yeah. or ADW? It was Deadpool it, and the X Force. Wait, what? Oh. No, hmm. or ADW because the they had the uh, the Daredevil that spit them out. The, yeah, there is that. There, there, there's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I meant foot ninja. Okay, foot ninja. But I think they have. I think they have sidestep though, don't they? No, this is uh, attack power. Right, but the first one was movement power. No, 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 it was attack power, and then the second clue would be the point value. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> blank on attack and ten. Uh, I'm sorry, fifteen points. And when he chooses things, it has to be their highest point line. So I know it's not like a low point colossal or like an ex trainee or something. So that is correct. It's probably this... it's probably some monsters from that monster set that. Um, you know the zombies all had in cap, I believe. You know they had toughness in cap and a weird trait. So I don't know any other monsters that would be less than fifteen points. Hmm, Chris, Chris, Chris. I, I would have said Big Tony again, because Big Tony is exactly 15 points. He has no special attack power. Uh, I really, I'm at a little bit of loss. I'm going to go hand ninja, just to get ninjas out of the way. You're going to steal? Oh, no, he said foot ninja, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a full round of guessing of ninjas. All right. Yes. Locked in for a bunch of ninjas. Survey says... That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incorrect answer. So, it is neither one of any kind of ninja that you chose. So, let's move on to clue number three. All right, clue number three is going to be seven. Seven is a generic keyword. 
The generic keyword on this figure is scientist. So that would make it probably the asylum doctor from Harley Quinn. Okay. Is that you want to lock that one in, Calder? That's my locked-in guess. Okay. Okay. So also in Deadpool, there were Doctor, there was Doctor Killebrew for thirty-five points. I don't remember if there was a generic version of him, um, like some weird Weapon X Doctor or whatever in Deadpool. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it was could, a skull for use thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, they made a Doctor Harley Quinn's old, and they made an Asylum Doctor. I know that for sure. Fifteen point sciences on the chief. Hmm. <laughs> I want to. I want to say like Doctor Frankenstein almost, but I don't know how many points he is. I feel like it's a bad nope. guess. But I thought he was thirty, since he has support and a lot of other special stuff going on. Is there is there a common of that? Like that same sculpt, maybe? No. Fifteen points has got me. I've. I have no, uh, Dr. Frankenstein, I know I'm wrong. Okay. So uh, locked in for Dr. Frankenstein, and the survey says... Oh, Chris got a point. I got a point. Terrible. Would you like to know what the figure is? I really do. Zero, zero, 009 from the Star Trek Hero Clicks Away team, oh. Nurse Chapel. Ever Star Trek. Is that, even, is that even a set? That is a yeah. set. There are people that were at Origins, I'm pretty sure, exclusively playing Star Trek. Like, should have played rest... Star Trek Sealed just to get experience, honestly. <laughs> uh. I'm pretty sure they were like, what? You mean Heroclix is a game other than Star Trek? I didn't even know that, guys. And they, they just oh my gosh. did not know. All right, would you guys like to move on to the third character? Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, Calder, first, why don't you hit me with a number? The first clue is number 12. Uh, number 12 is going to be any special combat symbols, and there are no special there combat are, symbols. Oh, oh, there are none. Oh, uh, uh, that that's, include, a, that's a first. So that includes Indom, um, uh, improved movement, all that stuff, right? That No, not improved movement. It will only cover the – oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, it will. Uh, combat symbols. On let's see. So if it had flight, if it had autonomous is a new one. Um, if it had indom, or if it did have giant or colossal, it would trigger this to be the answer being yes. So as of this right now, this character, this figure has none of that. Hmm. No flight, no indom, not a vehicle, just totally normal dude or gal. I will go with. Moria McTaggart. Moria McTaggart, all right. I'm going to go with the mercenary from Deadpool and X-Force. All right, survey says. And let's move on to the next clue. Number 13. Number 13 is opening movement power. That is going to be sidestep. Sidestep and no special combat symbols. This is going to be easy because nothing has sidestep. Oh, yeah. There's no figure in the game that has sidestep. <laughs> it's a terrible power. Nobody uses it. Terrible power. It's certainly I don't even odd. know why they made that, to be honest. Gross. The color pink? Ew. 
It's so um, girly. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to say Big Tony again. I know he's got that stuff out, but uh, I won't. You can make all your guesses, Big Tony, man. I don't what mind. can it be? I mean, like, I want to. He's super huggable. I mean, <laughs> oh. that's the best name for Perplex. Hey, man, how about a hug? I'm like, that's just so good. Don't we have to, like, do an obligatory Batman pick just because that's the way it is? Sure, but... Yeah, it's a waste. Honestly, almost anything we can guess is going to be a waste, but but Batman, really? We're above that. I'm probably not, but... (sighs) I'm going to go Big Tony again. I can't think of any (laughs) other character. You guys guys have another another round, so... Yeah, we have one one more round. Okay, locked in for Big Tony for Calder. What about you, Chris? All right, I'm trying to think of something obscure that he would go for. Let's sidestep. Sidestep, man. He might just he might be picking Bessie the Hell. No, she is white. Fun that- fact: on a on a previous Bad Samaritan one time, I forgot to pick figures. So what I did before we started recording, so what I did was I just chose what your guys' guesses were. I chose the first character, but then after that, I just chose the next character to be one of the guesses from the previous round until we got the next two characters. I thought it was super funny. It worked, kind of. So lazy. (laughs) Terrible person. And then that's why Calder went Big Tony this entire time. Oh. Okay, do, you, do you have a guess? I, I don't, uh, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess anyways. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Uh, Tigra. Okay, locked uh, in for Tigra. Survey says. <laughs> Let's move on to the final clue. I was really hoping it was Big Tony. All right. <laughs> and somebody's gonna tell me that Tigra doesn't even have sidestep on any of her dials. I mean, she might not. There's like four of them in modern, so. Uh, we go number 16. Number number 16 is opening damage power. That's going to be Outwit. Sidestep, Outwit. Hmm. No, he has flight. Okay. Um, I almost said Peace Machine, but I know he has flight. What's sidestep, Outwit action, baby? Can't fly, not very tall, not a sharpshooter. Well, I mean, you can worry about that anyways. Certainly not indomitable. They got no willpower whatsoever. Did Mr. Spock have outwit? So he's going to stay with that set that doesn't exist? Is he going to? No, he would never do that. I, I know Chris, and if he's picking two from Star Trek, we got we got stuff to talk about. Like, <laughs> I will I will fly right back down to Indianapolis if he's picking two characters from Star Trek. All I'm saying it is it is within the confines of the rules of Bad Samaritan. Any modern age figure is uh, choosable for this segment. Oh, that's so gross. Sidestep out. You know, there's probably an Iron Man. No, he would have flight, but, you know, what if exists? And there's, like, an Iron Man probably doesn't have flight. Who even knows, man? I'm, I'm going to go with Spock just because. Spock. I, 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 and I've never even looked at any of their dials, but I'm just thinking if any of the Star Trek guys should have outwit, it should be him with his 
Vulcan neck rub, whatever it is. Vulcan neck. <laughs> it's not a death grip. It's not a death grip. He's a pedophile. Yeah. Vulcan oh. death death rub. Wait. Is that better or worse? Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So, do you have a a guess? You know, I really don't, but uh, for the sake of, you know, there's a 40-point Iron Man. Maybe he can't fly. Who knows? I'm just going to go with Iron Man. Side step. for Iron Man? Yeah, I guess. All right. Survey says, <laughs> I finally did it. <laughs> okay. Not really, though. No. Chris, Chris had my back. I finally did it. <laughs> you, you didn't sweep. You didn't sweep. I yeah. didn't sweep, but I finally got a Batman through. <laughs> what? Elseworlds, zero, 14, Batman. Gross. That's gross. Wait. Wow. And I I even said it. I even said it. Oh, when you were sitting there going, oh, obligatory Batman, I was like, no, no, no. This is my time. This is my time. (laughs) It was my time, gentlemen. I finally did it. That's an ongoing. If this is the first time you've tuned in to Dialect, that is an ongoing joke, as in, like, years of joking. That Batman would be chosen. Terrible. I next leveled ourselves out of the real answer. Uh, well, that was Bad Samaritan. All right, well. Whatever, Astro Music. Thanks. It, 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 I don't know. It just does its own thing, man. does its own thing we just we just accept it and move on all right well we need to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts because we have to push it back a week and that's going to be the beginning of the month heroic rank ups uh we just figured that this was going to be a little bit of a chock full episode um also some weird things are going on with the patreon so we're just going to kick that to next week for the official dial h for hero clicks rank ups in patreon but we do want to let you know that Dial H for Hero Clicks works off of the value for value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love while leveling up your heroic rank. So you can own, earn your own heroic titles. Uh, and don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community as you are producers of this podcast. That's right. You'll be at every one of the podcast show notes where we put a lot of actual good information, like when we talk about articles and videos and things like that. So we do implore you guys, go check out the show notes. Don't just download the episode because there's some good stuff in there. Plus, a lot of our uh, Patreons, they want to get recognized, as they should be, because they uh, help out the podcast, help us keep entertaining you all fine people out in podcast land. But let's move on to the community. There's like a billion answers for this week's community question. It's kind of funny. There are dozens of us. Dozens! As always, on Twitter and Facebook, we put a Community Tuesday question up so you can jump on there, you can answer it, and we record all of the answers being read from those. This week's Community Tuesday question is, do you think it's worth WizKids continuing with the TMNT sets, or are they about petered out? Does Unplugged make you more or less hopeful for the future of the TMNT clicks? If you did know, did not know, uh, just a few days ago, the official release of the Unplugged set hit, uh, so I wanted to get this out there, and I want to know what, what your guys' opinions were. So let's actually start here in the studio. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Um, 
my answer was I was kind of done after the second set. I didn't even buy the third set. Um, I did get to play a tournament today. I seen the eight bit sculpts in person. They look better in person than they do like in pictures. Um, uh, I wish I wish they would have Mutanimals from the new comic book series because it's a really good series. Um, but I was I'm kind of over it, and I don't really like as much sculpt reuse, especially with these sets. Okay. I'm actually going to skip answering it. Uh, I've answered this question or said something about this question a bunch of times on the last previous few episodes probably. So go back and listen to those if you haven't already. You get my opinion. Calder, what about you? So I was never a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan to begin with. Like I'm like, yeah, I like Ninja Turtles. I like Casey Jones and all that good stuff. But I've never bought or even wanted to buy a CTD of any like Turtles set. But that changed with this set. I really, and I mean really, dig these sculpts like – Chris will tell you, I'm the only crazy person. I mean, there's a few of us out there who actually want to buy a whole box of this set because I'm, I'm super digging it. WizKids is trying something new. I got to give them props for that. It's really sweet, really cool. Is there a lot of sculpture use? Yeah, there's a ton. But did I ever own those or even buy those sculpts before? No, I didn't. Sorry, guys. But, yeah, so so I'm okay with some of the sculpture use here. I, um, I'm excited for the future of TMNT. We still need a lot of characters, so if they quit you know, remaking the same characters, you know, the same Baxter stocking, the same whatever. Let's get a human version. Let's get a, you know, 2012 series April O'Neil. Let's get some more 2003 series turtles and characters, and I'm all for it. I'm actually excited. If they do, like, one TME, one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set a year, then you know, I'll throw some money their way. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to our first answer from our community on Twitter. That's going to be from TMU, our man from Finland, said... With the fourth TMNT Gravity feed coming out, it feels like maybe they should have bit should have bit the bullet and gone with full boosters instead of single packs. My interest is waning, but I've got friends who are Turtles fans who are still looking forward to specific characters and versions. Brett Bowers, I say enough is enough. I don't pass on these sets, but it looks like the well has run dry. <laughs> uh, Enrageous said, I didn't want Million Ants or this set to begin with. And didn't order any. Some much more they can do with other properties. Some much more they can do with other properties. Video games, Destiny, Overwatch, Mortal Kombat, Witcher, etc. And um, he's not the only one that thought that because there's people liking this on the Twitter. But yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm I'm cool with some of those, but like Overwatch, you can pretty much like for a fact make one set, like one CTD, and that's kind of it just for their character selection. But uh, anyways, uh, Jacob Jacob Weaver. Wait a couple of years before another one. Just keep them modern as an option, you know, with releases in rotation. You know, honestly, that was probably one of the biggest things that helped sell TMNT, the first set when it came out. We were all so excited that they were bringing a new property to Heroclix, and they made it modern, and that was just a huge selling point for a lot of people. Very true. It worked out. So always, always make your Heroclix modern. Why wouldn't you make your Heroclix modern? Whatever. Uh, we have an answer from Citizen Collectible. Said, yes, the amount of unclicked characters in the TMNT catalog is staggering. They could put out two gravity feeds a year for the next decade. No problem. So, really, they just need to make better, more varied choices in character selection. Totally agree. Brian Poling, I absolutely love these sets, but they should move on to another property. Since they have the you know the Nickelodeon license, they should move to Avatar Last Airbender, Geo Joe, or basically anything along those lines. Okay. I, 
actually, you know what I want to see? I really want to see Captain Planet. <laughs> Jeez. Captain Dude, Planet my, would be awesome. My daughter's a huge Masters of the Universe fan. They need that license. Oh, oh that would man. Be sweet, That'd too. be great. He man it up. Uh, we have an answer from Space Monkey Jesse. Pushing too many sets too fast. Us nerds have only so much to give you, whiz kids. Feels like we're at the point of choosing food or hero clicks. <laughs> I mean, I didn't eat today, just saying. Uh, Brandon Roberts, I would love more sets if they had a wider variety. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, Archer Gaming, which is actually a gentleman we've had on the podcast before. Haven't heard from him in a while, so glad to have you back. I would like to see them get funked up with gravity feeds i.e. Power Rangers, a refreshed Pacific Rim, or something crazy like the Incredibles. Well, some of those way more likely than others, Pacific Rim. Um, however, we will know. We once upon a time, there was rumored, and not just rumored, it was actually announced, and then it just kind of fell by the wayside, but there was a Nightmare Before Christmas set, a gravity feed, that was supposed to come out, and then no one ever heard about it again. So, there was some talk between WizKids and Disney. Maybe that's a possibility. I just don't see that happening in the future, though. Uh, there was the old, what, Rangers set, Lone Ranger set. And those sculpts were terrible for Lone Ranger, but they can actually technically work for the Incredibles when you think about it. Uh, just not that big, good lord. I'm not Edward. gonna lie, dude. I, I completely forgot that they did the Lone Ranger because it was such garbage. So oh, that was they, terrible. Dude, if they do do the Incredibles, can you please not do that to the Incredibles? At least not Mrs. Incredible. Yeah. Wait. Elastigirl? Is that is it Elastigirl or Elastawoman now? She goes by Elastigirl, but she's Elast also Mrs. Incredible. I mean, Elastahati. Well, you know what? We're not getting any uh, Mr. Fantastic stretchy powers anytime soon, so we might as well get Elastigirl. Yeah. <laughs> I watched what you say there, Chris. Her husband has been in a temper. I'm just saying. Uh, Edward K. Turtles hit a sweet spot for many of the current players, age-wise. So if they are not tried or tired and want more, that's awesome. Personally, I only collect Marvel, so it doesn't hurt my wallet. <laughs> okay. He's all chaotic neutral over here. Like, yeah, whatever. Do what you want. We have an answer from superfan, supervillain, Alicaster, Ronnie Wineland said... I feel like they should slow down on TMNT. We've had too many too quickly. Just let it simmer for a while. I I'm a little bit petered out too. Yeah. I think the I think the sets one and two came out really quickly, but between three and four, there's been enough time that it's kind of marinated a little bit. You actually, you know what I was thinking the other day? Can you imagine if they would have actually released these sets in reverse order, where the first one would have been this third one? Or uh, fourth one, fourth I'm sorry. One. Uh, the fourth one, and you would have just absolutely, everyone would have loved it because it would have been the first one and everyone was super excited that they basically could have done no wrong because everyone was just so excited that we were getting a new property. And then by the time they got to the fourth one, which would be the first one, uh, there was some really solid stuff in the first one. There was. Well, those, those chases were just hot. I mean, I, if you don't want those chases, you've got problems. Right. And the chases in this set, though they are pretty cool, they're not nearly as cool as that first set's chases. I'm sorry. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, Greg Miller, I just wish Diamond would ship them. 
It's like Diamond Select. Is that what it means? Diamond Select Toys? I don't look. Or like the comic distributor Diamond, maybe? I don't know. Is that so uh, they can... Well, no. When we talked to the guy at Origins, they were talking about... One of the gentlemen that I spoke to at Origins, they were talking about... uh, That works for WizKids. uh, This company, I can't remember off the top of my head who it is the distributor in Europe. So, Greg, why don't you let us know why you would want Diamond to be a part of WizKids. I would be interested. Coach Steph said, I enjoy the fact that non-superhero properties are being used, but I think the turtles are done. I have friends who have ordered cases and always will, but on the whole, I think other properties could be done. Mm. Ruben William Torres Jr., they need to take a break and give us new sets with more variety. All right. We have an answer from Bushido. Justin Sly said, I am turtled out. Too much, too fast. Why gravity feed set design? I would love another free IP set, but I want boosters. And then he actually gave some free IPs, which I started to think about. Genius. Gods and goddesses, such as Greek, Roman, Egyptian, and South American pantheons. Uh, Fairy tales, right? And then the last one he said was like fantasy fiction, like medieval. Why not go back to like mage knight type stuff? All right. I can dig it. I can dig it. Nick Zim, the absolute savage. I think they are beating a dead horse at this point. Okay. Hey, real question. If they went back and just remade, they updated dials on old school Mage Knight figures and didn't even change the sculpts, would you be upset? Not a Mage Knight fan, so I would not want that. Yeah, what's Mage Knight? What's (laughs) I guess there are people out there that don't really know what Mage Knight is, considering it's been dead for, like, 15 years. Not that long. 13 years, maybe? I'm not really sure, but it's been dead a while. Uh, We have an answer from... uh, Superhero. Little Plastic Superhero said, It should have been been a one-and-done set. Ooh. Yeah, that that one's pretty harsh right there. I don't know about that. (laughs) That's, uh, that's painful. Uh, David Logan, I'm excited for some of the unplugged set. The pixelated sculpts are new and interesting. I love the insert quarter to continue trait in the Fast Forces. And some of those bystanders are bananas. That's bananas, yo. That being said, it'd be tough to sell for another set. The sculpts on a whole seem to be reusing the same ideas and sculpts over and over. Okay. Where, where do the bystanders come from? Because we opened a, a gravity feed today and I didn't see any... I mean, like... We got Rat King, so it would have had a pog, but where do the bystanders so come from? The, the little robots and like the Mudman, they all are with the starter set. Oh, okay. Uh, Vincent Ravano said, With the amount of gravity feed sets they've done, they could have easily done a full booster set. If Star Trek got two full booster sets, the Turtles can as well. But the Turtles don't have spaceships. They could have spaceships. Actually, that's a lie. They do have spaceships. And the tw- I don't know about the other properties, uh, like the other uh, mediums, like the old, the 88 TV show or the comics, but I know for a fact that in the 2012 series, there was a at some point the Fugitoid picked them up on a spaceship. That they, There was like a, a whole season or half a season where they were just flying around in space. That's how you got the space turtles. Well, I know that they had um... – they fought in a. They had an arena where they fought uh, the Triceratons, and I think they might have had a spaceship in that. And that was in the original black and white comic. 
I believe that wholeheartedly. I mean, the property's been around since uh, 84, I think. And you're talking that long, they haven't given them, like, everything that they could possibly come up with. After that many years of ideas, I'm sure that they've done a lot of spaceship stuff. They give them, they give them superpowers at one point. That's how oh, we got the man. chases from that one set. <laughs> Final Frontier, everybody's kind of been to it, though, so who knows. Uh, Joshua Wadsworth, I really want more of the IDW stuff. I uh, don't much care for the 8-bit gimmick. Ooh, gimmick. That's a fighting word. Fighting words. Fighting words, people, man. Like Calder, apparently. Who yeah. It's cool, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll do, I agree. I agree. They look better in person than what they look looked like on the box art, but come on. Yeah, Lynn said, I love the turtle sets, and I'm looking forward to Unplugged. I think new sculpts are needed to keep players interested in future sets, however. Hmm. Alder? All right. <laughs> uh, sorry, this name gets me from time. Mafia. Uh, if they do make another, it should be a booster set with different sculpts, and the chases should be the TMNT movie. Actually, yes, please, because I really enjoy it. Like, it's fun to laugh at. Like, it's obviously not good, but it's hilarious. I, I dig the, the way they made the style of everybody in the movie. Uh, yeah, can, can the next Chases please be some Michael Bay turtles? I would I would so dig it. <laughs> some Mi- Did you get a chance to look at that uh, tweet that I sent out about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <sighs> no, I think I missed it. Okay, so if you've not gotten a chance, you need to check this out. It is a German commercial trying to sell pickles it's slightly lewd it's hilarious it's got Raphael. he come there in a locker room he's got a towel on he comes out he does a little bit of like really bad martial arts and he gets ready to pull off his towel and as soon as he rips off the towel the camera cuts away and it just so shows him slamming down a jar of pickles it's super funny it's super (laughs) funny dill pickles i think calder I think Calder just wants the Michael Bay uh, turtle van to go with his other turtle van. Actually, that'd be so cool. So they obviously made that just to sell toys. Like, that's so shoehorned into the, the first movie, like, so terribly. But it does really cool stuff in the second. I mean, I want a new modern age turtle van. Is that is that is that so much to ask? Uh, it's not. And you, this is and, actually No, really give me good. some Will Arnett, too, while we're at it. I would go for some <laughs> Will Arnett in the Euroflix. <laughs> Uh, this is a really good chance to actually, if you are listening to this, you clearly listen to podcasts. If you're ever looking for a new podcast to start listening to, uh, one of the most recent episodes that has come out from a podcast called Nerdificent. Uh, it's like the word magnificent, but put the word nerd at the beginning of it. I'll go ahead and see if I can at least at them in the podcast notes uh, from Twitter. But they did a full Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast episode explaining the background and history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as letting me know, because I did not know this. I assume some other people do not know this, but uh, the original animated series from 1988 was actually created entirely and solely to sell toys. Like, that was their end goal. They thought that there was more money in the market of toys than there was in a TV show. They didn't really care that much about the TV show. They're just like, we need to sell toys. And look what happened. It turned out to be a huge nostalgia for a lot of people, myself included. And now we're getting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hero Clicks, which I'm guessing there are other people out there 
that wouldn't even buy them had that cartoon never existed. So uh, go check out that podcast. It's good stuff. Uh, we got an answer from, let's see, Vigilante Michael Miller said, I like turtles. In all seriousness, they seem to be running out of ideas for them and should start a new Gravity Feed series based on other cartoons. Teen Titans, maybe, so that we can have some decent ones. Come on, WizKids isn't Santa Claus. They're not just going to give us everything we want. Uh, Alicaster, superfan, Ronnie Wheeland. Move on, please. Make other branches of stuff. I would even take Mickey Mouse and the Toodles as a duo clicks. <laughs> not really, though. Wait, wait, <laughs> no, he's, he's, Ronnie... he's like, no. Yeah. Ronnie's double dipping, man. He's getting he's... on and answering on Twitter yes, and Facebook. He's, he gets around. He gets around. Uh, <laughs> But he's got a, he's got a point that Darkwing Duck clicks. I mean, how could oh, you go Darkwing wrong? Darkwing Duck, give me. Oh my uh, gosh, that'd be great. I will take some Ch 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 Chip and Dale Rescue Ranger Hero clicks. Thank you. I can Pinky, that. Pinky in the brain. We'll go Animaniacs. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. We have uh, an answer from Cody Williams. Now I no, I didn't finish. Now did I, Chris? You just interrupted Ronnie in the middle of his. He's already got a half hour of this podcast by himself, apparently. I didn't interrupt anybody. Uh, what was he talking about? Uh, but I think just let me just let me. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna let you finish. But but I think they <laughs> need to wait for at least 18 months before another one. You know, win Fox over and then make an FF set. Now I'm done. You're welcome. <laughs> My, mic drop right there. Watch. I'm gonna scroll down. There's gonna be another answer from Alec Hasser at the bottom of the Twitter. Just like, haha, I got another one in, guys. Plot twist. <laughs> Cody Williams said, I want more TMNT clicks, but the last two sets make me less positive about how they are putting them out. I need less turtles and more unclicked characters in the next set. Petri, uh, you know, our guy from Finland, uh, they better not stop with the TMNT clicks before they do the 2003 series in IDW Comics Justice. The Unplugged was a dumb move when there was still so much good stuff left. Harsh. I actually, I read probably like the first 13 or so issues of that run. It's good. And if you are looking for something to read out there, go read that. It's good stuff. Jason Levine said, at this point, the set feels more like a contractual obligation than a real interest in creating a viable TMNT set. The reuse of sculpts, the redoing of existing characters instead of new ones, it's a sad state of affairs for WizKids and the TMNT property. So this one, this answer from... Mr. Levine, it made me wonder, you know how they say, or we've been talking, it's been rumors for years that whoever sits down with DC and WizKids and they're like, you need to make these characters, they're a lot more strict on which characters can be and can't be made compared to Marvel that's just like, yeah, WizKids, make whoever you want, which is how you end up with like Jakar, of all people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but do you think, do you guys think, but I'd like an answer from both of you, um, is WizKids sitting down with a representative from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise that is too strict? Is this a possibility? Are they saying, nope, you've, you've got to put more foot ninjas in every set? I hmm. think, well, to go back to one thing, um, I used to play Versus System when Upper Deck had it, and I noticed that they tried to do a Marvel-DC switch, so I think that DC is more restrictive as far as their characters go. Um I would hope – I mean, I would hope that they're sitting down with the TMNT guys, but if that was the case, I think they would have the more recent characters from the newer comic books to try to branch out to see if more people would also buy that property or that medium as well. 
You know, I can dig it. I I think I have to agree somewhat that there is somebody with Nickelodeon or whatever who's trying to keep this same agenda. You got to make at least two versions of the Turtles, or apparently three, and then in main set, and then four. You know, so altogether four with the Fast Forces included. You got to make a ton of the main four. You got to make a bunch of Foot Ninjas. You got to have a Shredder. You got to have a Splinter, and then whatever. For some reason, they also want you to make a freaking. Fugitoid in every set for who knows and, why. And Rat King. Yeah, Rat King, for, I guess, like, too. Like, so, is it a thing? Do we know for sure? No. But if there's anybody out there that's listening that might have a little bit of insight on this representative or a handful of representatives from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and their interactions with WizKids, let us know if you find out anything about that because I would be genuinely curious to hear about that. Um, you still have answers on Facebook? I do. I'll try to rattle off a few while we're doing this. Uh, Aries Edge, I'm all for getting indie clicks. We just need to expand some more like DC. DC's had enough. I don't care. Uh, no, but if you want DC, it's your thing, bro. James Peters, Mr. Clicks Flicks. Uh, if they can't come up with new sculpts for super rare figures, then I'm out. Dave MW, more sets, but do as, you know, a series, not as one massive mix, you know? it's it. I do agree with this. Don't just make it a bunch of compilation of just garbage all right although movies should be all one set because the bay turtles will collect dust despite basically being hulk and tmnt i would play the i've played ninja turtles before i would play the michael bay turtles every single game not even joking (laughs) i love it so much anyways maybe even start doing real sets though if there's enough material with even a few you know vehicles and op kits and connelly's jr smith if they're going to continue with the sculpture use then they're done Period. The gravity feed route is not the way to go. I also don't think they need their own set. What I think would work, though, is a conglomeration set like Indie Clicks. Have a full set jam-packed with Turtles, Thundercats, He-Man, Street Sharks, Brave Star, whatever. I know the licensing would be a nightmare, but it would sell. Also, gem Heroclix figures, please. Hopefully you don't mean gem in the holograms. You mean something else, because I will never buy those. David Herberger. If wait, 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 wait. Oh, what's oh, what's oh, Jim Heroclix? I don't know. He just said gem. G-E-M. Like just gem here. What what did you think it might have meant that you said you would never buy that? Gem and holograms. You ever seen but that? But gem is gem is outrageous. And then you can this have this. I'm completely unfamiliar with. You guys are gonna have to explain it to me. J E M. It's uh. It was an 80s cartoon, and it was actually a really terrible movie, um, <laughs> as well. Not too long ago. I I have girls, okay. so I, I you know. And, you poor and, man. And, well, and it also <laughs> whatever. Got, if I like the power, pack, I'm gonna love Jim. He's lying. He watches it by himself, man. He's like sitting at home watching this. He's like, I, I just can't uh, blame it on my girls. And No, I'm just playing with you. But, okay, all right. So it's its own property then? Yeah, yeah but it's not. It's it's J-E-M, not G-E-M. Oh, so this is G-E-M. I don't know what gem is then, what he's saying. Okay. All right, I need, I need to rattle off a few more. We have so many. Clayton Willard, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. I need these. Unplugged, I hope, is the last turtle set. I would uh, totally do a Street Fighter set. Again, and a Mortal Kombat set. Make the chases, the whatever, digital sculpts. Don't make everything digital sculpts. I'll throw up. Make just the chases, digital sculpts, and then have the normal figures be normal. Jonathan, Brock Morton. <laughs> I hope everybody... Does everybody agree with that, though? Like, if they did make video game sets that have digital stuff, just, like, make chases or one set of them, whatever. Don't make them all it. We sort of all in agreement there. Yeah, because in our Gravity feed today, we had one non-pixelated character. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, actually, I want to go back to something you said a minute ago about revisiting the idea of an indie click set where it's a conglomeration of a bunch of different properties that they were able to do. 
I think that's a really good idea. It would absolutely be a nightmare on WizKids' part. It probably was back then. There was probably, and I know that anytime you're any kind of creator, and I know that Calder and I have done this behind closed doors, there's things that we've done on the podcast where after we got done doing it, we're like, man, I never want to do that again. And so I can only assume that WizKids has definitely hit some of that over the years where they're like, let's never try and do that again. We're glad we did it once, but never again. That's probably what the indie set was. But understand that in 2018, they're under probably an entirely different management group than what existed back in, what was that, 2003, 2004 maybe? Oh, for sure. I'll look it up, but you keep going. See how far I can get. Uh, Jonathan Throckmorton, I'd rather see different franchises. Peter Zachary, I like the TMNT sets, but I'm not a fan of this one. I know WizKids is trying for something new with the pixelated figures and all, but the fact that some sculpt for use makes me sad. I personally want to see the movie versions get made. Thank you! Thank you! And past movies would be cool, too. There could be a trait like, just stepped on pizza, hey, welcome to Brooklyn. Or also, I want to see new Turtle series get made. One where the Turtles went to the future, future. Chance McCall, I'm bored, but I was over it after Half Shell. Dang. Yeah. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne here clicks, please don't do the Michael Bay versions. Uh, I don't agree with you, but okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Uh, one set every year should be enough, and avoiding so much reuse of sculpts. Also, more variety, having multiple versions of the Turtles in each set. Commons, super rares, rares, chases. Something they should avoid doing in the future set. Uh, David Sabatini, I hope that's how I say your last name. Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil, Dragon Ball Z, Capcom. And he didn't say anything else. I'm like, all right, I'm cool. I'm with you. I'm with you. Maybe not Dragon Ball Z, but yeah, Capcom, Resident Evil, Mortal Kombat. Technically, Resident Evil goes with Capcom. Whatever. You just, you're fine. You're fine. Just keep doing your awesome self. Loyal Miller, I think they should stop for a year or two. If they gave us something new and then went back and forth with what they you know, already included, uh, Wayne here folks once again. Oh, remember there is a new TMNT series coming. Yeah, I was actually trying to forget that actually. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, right. So you're not even gonna give it a chance? Oh uh, man, I haven't given the 2012 one a chance. I didn't even watch that. Yeah, you need to watch that. I probably man, should. Uh, it's probably still on. It's on. It's still on Hulu. You should go right. give that a chance. You know. Speaking of Hulu, though, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Cloak and Dagger is actually turning out to be pretty good. They're like four or five episodes in. On Hulu? You should check it out. I, uh, That's pretty good, too. I'm getting there. I just finished all Luke Cage, so now I'm going to start Cloak and Dagger. Uh, to end us off, Citizen, Christian Bogan. I think the sets are all really good. TMNT has some good source material to pull from. Games, comics, TV shows. However, it would be cool if WizKids branches out and did sets similar to TMNT. Stuff like G.I. Joe, Captain Planet, Ghostbusters, Voltron, etc. All right, fair enough. I actually have one more on Twitter from Drace Domino. All for, all for more TMNT, but enough is enough with this gravity feed crap. The turtles deserve the full booster treatment. There's plenty of stuff left to do with it. And to those that complain about the yet another shredder, that's in quotes, they can go take a bath in a tub filled with 207 Batman. <laughs> do you think right, we'd guys. actually, if it wasn't for the turtles, do you think we'd actually hear as many comments about sculpt reuse if it wasn't for the turtle sets? My I don't think so, to be honest. Emph emphatically no. Emphatically no. I just don't believe that it would be a thing, but I'm really I'm kind of digging that little idea that there's definitely a representative sitting there telling them, like, you have to make these, and because, coupled with that uh, information about how much it costs to make a new sculpt, 
They're trying to cut costs. So those two separate ideas pushed together kind of makes sense why they would just keep reusing the same sculpts, making the same characters all the time. Yeah. But someone's out there going, he's he's just being a conspiracy theorist. Don't listen to him. Like Alex Jones level, but with, with hero clicks. Drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's... That's all I got to say about that on uh, on that. But I do want to point out that there were a lot of answers this week. So, one, thank you, everyone, that jumped on Twitter and Facebook to answer that. Uh, we love you guys being part of the community. And, two, notice there was a lot more answers for that than some of our other questions, which means, at least in my head, a lot of people are really passionate about this fact that they keep reusing sculpts and they keep putting out too many sets too quickly. There's some outliers out there. There are people in, in the answers that were like, yeah, that's it's fine. Great. I love turtles. Bring them on. But there's a lot of people that are not that way. So, I don't know. Go forward with that information, WizKids. Um, we have to move on. and uh, We haven't gotten one of these in a while, but I'm really happy that we got one now. We have a wonderful Malcolm, our man from Japan, question block. We always love when we get questions from you guys, so if you do have any questions, make sure you send those in. We'll link a bunch of stuff in the podcast show notes as well as plug some stuff at the end, but... We gave one of our longtime listeners his own segment because he just comes up with a bunch of great questions. And this week, uh, he came up with a bunch of stuff regarding Colossals. So about that, we're going to go through those questions. And um, Chris, you are more than welcome to jump in answering these. But let's start off with the first question, which is, uh, what is the best and worst of Giants or Colossals? So Chris, how about you? What do you think? Well, I got really lucky with Thor, and I pulled a Carnage. So I'm going to say I think it's pretty good because I also went to uh, Big Bully Games, and he makes uh, custom pogs, and I got his pogs to go with it. Um, and as far as worst, I don't have – we normally don't get to play with the bigger figures, um, so I don't really have a, a, a pick for worst, unfortunately. Okay. Calder? All right, uh, my favorite is the Atom. My least favorite is Khan. Okay, okay. I, I remember this not being that good when it came out, and this was a really long time ago, so it's even worse now. But the original Sinestro was pretty garbage when he first came out, so I can't imagine him being any better now with Power Creep. So that was he's pretty much like one of the worst Colossals ever made. Uh, one of the best Colossals ever made. It's got to be like the obligatory mention of Dr. Manhattan. He's still terrifying, and no one really wants to face him, generally speaking. So, I mean, I want to because I've never gotten the chance to, but everything I've ever heard about it's a horror story. Uh, next question. Best and worst looking of the giants and colossals. Chris. Uh, I really like Brimstone. I think Brimstone's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> you joining in on the pun hey. <laughs> Somebody had okay, to do it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then, he, he does look really good. Uh, and then I would have to say Starro because it's like a little twinkle compared to what Starro should be. Is yeah. he like crazy large in the comics? I thought he was like a planet almost, didn't he? 
in the comics? I don't know. I don't know. Calder, do you know? No, DC. Uh, I thought he was. I thought he was. I know mean, he's big. I don't think he's planet sized. But uh, all right. Okay. Oh, hey! Someone's setting fireworks off outside of my house. That's fun. Um, as far as one of the best looking colossals, uh, t- kind of tied for two. And I've mentioned this before. I love the serpent. It's ripped directly from the comic books. An actual like full page spread or full. Uh, page, yeah, it's a full page spread. That looks really good. Another one that I was taking another gander at um, not too long ago is the intricacies of the Fin Fang Foom figures are insane. Like all the little spines on his back, and he's got like scales and stuff. It looks so tight. Uh, those are amazing. As far as worst ever, you know, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say Starro too. It was kind of boring for what it was uh, it's just a it's a freaking starfish it's not even uh, war, war Actually, wheel was pretty bad uh, too yeah war wheel was pretty bad yeah but i uh, i really dug the specter colossal i've said that before i think it's got a really cool massive huge sculpt cthulhu is you know a colossal people forget about and technically it's horror clicks or whatever but that's a really amazing sculpt so heavy that if you find one today that's been resting on its base the base is broken it's insane uh the worst sculpt is con <laughs> okay. Uh, third question is favorite tricks you like to do when playing giants and colossals. Do you have one, Chris? Not really. Like I said, I've I've only used my Carnage once, and then when we were using, uh, uh, and then I had a uh, what was the guy that you said with the mustache? Jakar. Jakar. I got to play with Jakar because he's what I pulled, um, but. Not enough to say, yes, this is a great idea. Okay. I want to point out something about Jakar that upsets me. I tried to do this because I just thought, like, this seems intuitive. Like, it makes sense at Origins. And then I got called out on it because it was an illegal move. You cannot telekinese other Colossals when you're Colossal because it says it has to be a single base figure. I forgot that that was even a rule. I just assume, like, well, they're the same size, so they can probably telekinese each other. No, you can't do that. They need to change telekinesis so that it's like a character that is the same size or smaller than the character using telekinesis. That seems to make the most amount of sense to me. Yeah. Um, as far as a trick that I like to do is going to go back to uh, Galactic Guardians Galactus. Um, you get a free like herald at the beginning of the game, 150 points. Well, you can... Use the same Silver Surfer that's in that set that is 149 points and put him on there. And on, like, click number three or something, he goes into support mode. So what I like to do with him is just take enough damage to park him right next to Galactus and then push Galactus every single turn with Colossal Stamina and then just heal him with his... so. Every time, the way the wording works in Galactus is any time he takes damage, damage. It just lists it as damage. You can add a token to the card for your Herald, and then at the beginning of your turn, you can give your Herald free actions. Take off the tokens and give your Herald that number of free actions. So at the beginning of the turn, basically, I just free action use support, and then I power action use support. It's really kind of dumb, but I I love it. It makes a lot of sense flavor-wise for using Silver Surfer, and it's fun. Calder, what about you? So one of my favorite tricks is just mobile blocking terrain. Like, that's pretty simple. I, I really enjoy this 
Colossal is being uh, taking all the hits for me. That's that's about all I do with them. Okay. So number four is going to be advice to give to Wiz kids to improve Giants and Colossal. Well, first things first, they're never going to listen to any advice that we give. They hate us. But uh, I, in, instead of instead of giving advice, I'm going to actually give them kudos for something for two things that I think they did really correctly um, that. They deserve the praise for this. One, they changed the rules on multi-base figures so that they can occupy different levels of elevation. Um, there used to be rules in the game of Heroclix where if your figure could not fit on the map uh, when you started the game, which there are maps out there that have blocking terrain and elevated terrain and stuff so close to the starting area that you could not fit a 3x4 figure on the map. Which means I can't remember whether you instantly lost or you couldn't fit the care or you couldn't play the character or something like that. There weren't rules for expanding the um, the starting area. There was no starting area back then. There were no lines for starting areas, so it was like, oh, you can't you can't put the character down. So I remember something bad happening. So changing that rule that was really good and very positive for the game. Another thing is when they changed the size rules. Uh, and how they affect the game now. They're just hands down better than what they used to be. So I'm going to give WizKids credit for all of that. What about you, Chris? I think one of the best things they did was, like, the Captain America droid and the Wonder Woman that you could – you knew what was in the box. You could just go buy it. Uh, my wife's a big Wonder Woman fan, so picking one of those up. Or if you're a Soldier Keyword fan and you want to get the Ameridroid – just being able to just go, that's what I want, and being able to pick it. Kind of like when they're going to do with the Tri-Sentinel, where just wait a little while, and then everybody can get one. Okay. So I guess as a, advice that you would give to WizKids is just sell more uh, open window Colossal so you know what you're buying? Correct. Sorry, yes. Yeah, cool. Uh, Calder? Um, I, just, I totally agree with Chris. That's one of my uh, favorite just facts about picking up Colossals is just making it easy to get them. So, you know, I'm just going to ditto that. Okay, yeah, short, sweet, simple. Um, as far as rules changes, because this was a, a part of that question in parentheses, including rules changes to make the game better, is there anything that you guys would change right now? I said already mine about uh, telekinesis. That would be a rules change I would choose. Is there anything you would like to change regarding the rules that would make it better? So there's a really weird... I'm oh, sorry, if you want to go, you can go for it. But there's this really weird thing... On Facebook, that was like earlier today, so someone was trying to draw Line of Fire. So it's an outdoor-indoor map. The Colossal is on one side of the, the house, we'll just say, and the figure that it wants to shoot is within its range as a Colossal. Can it shoot that figure? The answer is no because, well, the answer people came to was no because indoor terrain is goes straight up, right? So when you're on an indoor map, it goes straight up just infinitely. When it's an indoor map and it's a wall, but when you're outdoors, you kind of have to think, how tall is the building, right? Like, how... Yeah. You gotta think, like, can he actually see over him? Is it just, like, one square of blocking terrain? Like, it's one elevation? Maybe a clarity on that, because there was so much back and forth people were trying to figure out. I think if it's, like, a skyscraper, obviously the Colossal is not going to shoot the little dude on the other side, you know? So, if it's just, like, a house, like a hut, like a Bjorn's house from... You know, The Hobbit, anybody should be able to see over that. Obviously, that house is just all blocking, but if it's indoor-outdoor, I think you should be able to see over certain ones, but it should say what elevation the house is. This isn't really for Colossals in general, more for maps, but this can just help with this weird Colossal ruling that someone finally just kind of stumbled upon, I'd imagine. 
Okay, so playing off of that, hypothetically, what if, in the game of Heroclix, similar to Giant Reach X, they gave a Height X, and then when they label things on the map, it would be like Height 2, Height 3, and then that's an additional mechanic they could add to Colossals in the future where, because, I mean, let's be honest, some of these Colossals, yeah, they're the same base size, but they're not the same size. No. Right? So you could have Colossals that are like, this Colossal is height two, this Colossal is height three. Yeah, I, I totally think that. I mean, that it could it, work. It almost cornered to, it like, it cap out at like three or four because I don't, I mean, aren't maps kind of like only go up to three? They don't have like a fourth level. Or am I wrong? Oh, you're talking about like elevated terrain as well? Yeah, well, yeah, like say it's Yeah, height, that makes sense. If it's height two, uh, you can't see over like level three elevated terrain. But if it's height three, you can see the entire map. I, I mean, it's definitely something that they could do in the future. Uh, I know that they're always trying to, or they claim to be trying to, simplifying the rules in the game of Heroclix. But I feel like a lot of the changes that they made were just parallel changes. They're not any more complex. They're not any more simple. So what's one more mechanic? Add height to the game. Who who knows? I, they kind of have it, but just not set in stone, uh, things like that. Okay, so let's move on to question number five. Which giants or colossals in today's game are very good, but no one is playing them? I, I don't know if I play enough um, in in shop stuff to I, be able um, to see things that are not being played. What about Calder? Uh, just looking at like builds, I see you obviously you see a lot of Surter, Carnage, and Groot, and you also, obviously you see a lot of Giant Girls like being played mostly. Uh, people I think are sleeping on Ymir, being able to double action the entire team, albeit it doesn't do pushing, but he has an 11 attack to potentially double action their entire team if they're within two squares of the assigned character can actually. Do a lot, because that just basically means they have to clear next turn. Even if it is just that character, they have to clear. And now, and this is kind of something I've been thinking of, so here we're going to go to Meta Minute really quick. Uh, you can double in-cap some of their team, and even if it's only two characters, then you can call in Mr. Freeze, use the fast forces, then to put two frozen tokens on them, then they have to remove the frozen tokens one turn, and then next turn, clear tokens, and then they're good to go. So I think there's actually a lot of messing around with action tokens that you can do and it's definitely worth a look. So check out, you know, Ymir and uh, Jakar does the same thing. But instead of getting a plus one to attack, he has a plus one to defense and he has shape change. He has all this other stuff. You know, it's just look at other Colossals. Don't get so funneled like I need Surtur, I need Mangog, I need Carnage, blah, 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 blah. Just, you know, I think it's other people who have tunnel vision totally a lot. So just, you know, it's kind of us who aren't playing things. So branch out, guys. There's a lot of Colossals. Check them all out. That's true. What about you, Chris? Are you seeing anything not get played? Well, I was going to say Giant Girl, but who knows? Uh, no, I, would, I would like to see Wasp, just because I think she's cool. I like the way that they use the title character mechanic on a Colossal. So I, I would hope people start using Wasp. And it fits in with our episode. Yeah, and that actually was really cool for them to make a, a Colossal a giant character. Or, I mean, a title character, that's what I mean. That was a really good idea. Uh, the last question from Malcolm is, which giants or colossals do you want WizKids to make next, and why? Calder, do you have one? Uh, not off the top of my head. I might be able to think of one in a little bit. I've got one. I've got one. It's not just one, though. It's kind of a, a lie. Or 
a little bit of a stretch, not a lie. Um, mixing the idea of bringing back old properties with the idea of making new colossals. You guys know how much I love Pacific Rim. Make all of them colossals. All of them. And I will get them all because I love them that much. Chris, do you have any? I do because we, we had this question not too long ago. It was a community question. And to go with my spider ham, I want malpractice. <laughs> Can you explain for those of them out there that do not know malpractice? So malpractice is um, kind of like Peter Porker the spider ham. In that universe, Galactus is actually called malpractice. So yeah, that's what is he? What animal is he? I, I mean, hold on, I got to pull that up because I don't remember. Right. On. Well, let's go to Calder real quick while you're pulling that up. Did you, did you think of one? Yeah. You know what would be really cool? I mean, many people have said this, but like some Lord of the Rings colossals. Would be, I mean, I'm not, even, not a, I'm not even a big Lord of the Rings fan, but I would totally dig some Lord of the Rings colossals, like a uh, Sauron, really cool, like a tower dude, and then a uh, smog. But also, I would totally dig that. You know, I'd be all for that. Well, they, and they could make some ants, tree ants, as well as those gigantic, like, ogres. The ones that the, like, oh, man, I forgot what all the things from Lord of the Rings are called. It's been so long since I've seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah, who knows? But they're all riding them into battle, and they have, like, gigantic war clubs and stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I could do that. Totally do that. Uh, Chris, did you find out the answer to that? I'm on the. I'm a, on the. Was he a platypus? I'm, I don't know. I own a Marvel comic that has Galactus. Was he like platypus, like Galactus or something? Malpractus. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did not know that there was this many. <laughs> uh, oh, what it was, Galactus. It was he was a platypus. Maybe Malpractus was not who I was. We'll figure it out eventually, and we'll link it in the podcast. Show. Galactus, so. platypus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Malcolm, for sending in your questions. Um, we always like answering them. So if there's anybody out there that does want to send in questions like that, we're more than happy to answer them. And just uh, more stuff to talk about in the game of HeroClix. That's fun. But let's move on to the next thing, which is the official birthday calendar for Dial H. We got a uh, Tristan, Cam Tristan Campos. His birthday is going to be on July 3rd. So uh, he is going to get an official Dial H for Heroclix happy birthday. It sounds something like this. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. And he also wanted me to play this. I like turtles. <laughs> so if there's anybody out there that actually just wants to hear sound clips or anything like that, just let us know. We'll play it, get you guys through the week. That's what we aim to do. Uh, if you have somebody in your life that it's their birthday, it's your birthday coming up, you want to be shouted out on the podcast. But what a better way, what a good way to get somebody in your local gaming shop to listen to the podcast. Have them join the Dial H for Hero Clicks community. Get them invested in it like you guys are. We really appreciate that. Um, you uh, you can follow us on Dial H for Hero Clicks at um, on Twitter at Dial H for Hero Clicks. That's the number four on Facebook. Just search Dial H for Hero Clicks. And if you want to send us any kind of mail, that's going to be Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. I believe that's all I have. Calder, do you have anything else? You know, I just want to shout out really quick. It is also another birthday this week. It's America's birthday, so I want everybody to have a good and safe Independence Day. Absolutely. Uh, those of you that are American, have a happy Independence Day. All of you that are not American, uh, 
Whoa. What was that? <laughs> Wait, I have that. That was not me for once. That was not me. I have that on this uh, soundboard, but that was not me. Um, but uh, what was it? It's the first of this month. Maybe that's today. Is it? Yes. Something to do with Canada. No, I I know it's the first of the month, but Canada sells some celebrates something on the first. All right, month. hey, good for Canada too. Yeah, good for you guys too. Whatever that holiday is that you celebrate. Um, okay, I got nothing else. So uh, we just want to thank you very much, Chris, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate you being part of the community. So thanks a lot for coming on, man. Can I give one shout out to my buddy Dustin, who'd better start listening to this since I just got him into clicks again. Absolutely. Do it. So shout. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Dustin. Do this. Listen to this. Like turtles. You like turtles? Everyone ah. likes turtles, man. All right. All right. Thank you again for tuning in to Dial H4 Hero Clicks. Call. Well, oh, hey. I have to read something at the end of each podcast. <laughs> Fun fact. I was. <laughs> As a reminder, Dial H4 Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Hero Clicks singles and steel products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. Later. My, 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 my.